Hey there fellow sapiens, managers and anyone listening in. This is Jeremy the Crypto Sapien welcoming all to the NFT 11 Metaverse podcast. Very happy to be here and very excited to have Shashwat Gupta, the CEO and founder of Altcoin Buzz. So in this episode we go into NFTs as usual. We also talk a little bit about the web3 space and culture and we dive a little bit into the gamefi industry. So sit back, relax and enjoy this one. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Uh very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to to come and do this with me. Uh so we have Shash here, CEO of Altcoin Buzz. So I'll let him introduce himself. Shash, hi. Hey Jeremy, thanks for having me. Yeah, hi guys. I'm Shash. Uh I founded Altcoin Buzz back in like 2017 just to make it easy for people to understand what's happening in crypto essentially just putting out information that i was researching you know on a youtube channel it was more of it started with more of a personal journey to just keep a track of things as we understood it and then um i realized that you know the the, the information side is fairly an easy and worthwhile business to be around in the crypto space so decided to take it more seriously launched a website started working on sharing content on other platforms like twitter and instagram etc and now we're a team of over 30 people creating content on a daily basis last year we started this thing which is more a b2b thing called altcoin buzz labs where we are working with a lot of projects uh, early stage to just help them transition from a web2 sort of thinking environment to a web3 uh thinking environment as well and then um we're launching this thing by the end of next month called fungible uh with a j fungible.com which is like a blockchain gaming rating and review website so essentially what we want to do is like really build a culture of gaming rather than a culture of speculation with with fungible and and i think uh there are some really good companies building amazing games um that they are trying to still reach out to the crypto people to get them to speculate on it whereas they should be focusing on getting gamers onto the platform and i think that there is a major disconnect in the industry in general so as as a whole with the altcoin buzz and the sub brands like fungible etc our goal is to bridge the gap between people who want to get into crypto and them essentially getting into it and everything that we build uh, pretty much revolves around that uh, thesis of work that we do. Yeah, so that's like a long drawn intro on myself. How, how are you doing, Jeremy? <laughs> Thanks for asking. I I'm doing good, man. That that sounds fantastic. Uh fungible especially. That's really interesting. Um I mean, obviously because you know, I'm in the industry as well. Uh we've been good. Uh I've been good. Uh well, I should say I've been well. Uh we've been doing a lot of uh building, you know. Um it's almost a 1 year anniversary. Uh, project started back in August. Yeah, we're reaching that that one year milestone. Very excited because in the next two to three months, there are major major stuff uh, happening with our project. Uh, our game demo is finally gonna be launched, and 
yeah, all of our assets are out there. Finally, have the upgrades of the of all our in-game assets, and yeah, we're we're very excited. We're working hard, building hard, and yeah, hopefully, leading to a successful game launch. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna take time. But it's also a perfect time to to build now that I think everybody can agree that it's a bear market. So yeah. Yeah, it's been bearish for a while. Uh yeah, so very happy, you know, um to to build and to to be able to work on this uh, on something that we're passionate about and uh yeah, I think it's a big sector, you know, GameFi and the GameFi industry. I I can't help but feel this is the future of gaming. Um there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be rewarded uh with something small, you know, not not uh I I I don't know about playing a game every day to <laughs> to to survive, but uh, you know, being rewarded on the, on the sidelines with uh, with your passion about gaming, I think that's that's an interesting idea. Uh, I think more more than that, right? See, mm-hmm. getting rewarded isn't like you don't. People like human beings are kind of built to get bored of games in general, right? Like that's the nature, right? And nobody plays one game forever. You Definitely. always get bored of it, try to do something else, play another game, etc. However, what what blockchain does, uh, what NFTs do, what fungible tokens do is like add a layer of ownership, possession, and transferability over the internet right and and a lot of these things are composable in nature that means you know you can use any wallet any infrastructure to just log in and open your you know uh, so called crypto wallet account and then exactly. you know. so what what it essentially does is allow people to now own assets but also sell them at the same time so that opens the world to a lot of new interesting things that we couldn't do on the internet before right like if you really wanted to pay somebody uh in a game you could you could do it in the past like play to earn wasn't like something that only exists in crypto what crypto yeah. brought was the external liquidity on exchanges that's fine but i think from a core perspective our goal needs to be how do we convert enthusiast gamers into you know actual uh buyers of items within the game because only very few people have been buying items in the games in general right like and i think that's that's that being said the industry is still a massive like i think a 100 billion dollar industry from the gaming sector right and this is with a lot of people saying that hey i'm going to play this game for a month or a, or about a couple of months and then i'll get bored of it should i essentially buy an item within the game and that kind of stops the economy from growing that stops new money from coming in but then with with the advent and addition of blockchain onto this layer now people have an option to you know see whether they can possibly sell it at 20% lesser or 20% more right like percentages being up and down but still people have an option to use an item that they really want uh, possess it and own it well after the game is kind of done um to have kind of a memory of the game as well like hey these are the items i used to have in this game right, right. and and I, i kind of feel that there are many fold uh things that gamers actually want that blockchain does bring like i wish i had some of these items in the games i played back in like 
late 90s or 2000 etc like just as memories like like we Same we don't way. have to we don't have to be investors in everything we can be collectors yeah. as well and secondly for an enthusiast gamer just the fact that you can sell an item suddenly brings more money in and the, the third part is that because of the composable nature if you have an item in one game right the game developer or partners etc can give utility for that item within the next game so let's assume you make a game and it doesn't do really well and you build this community of people who have nfts or you know token assets or whatever have you and then uh in you realize that you need to build a new one or pivot and do something else now it's super easy if you integrated uh your assets into the first game you can just give utility into your next game and it could be any other game hence people now have more options to do with things that they couldn't do before like for example if you bought a slingshot in angry birds right mm -hmm. you couldn't take it to angry birds 2 and use it as well you need to buy new stuff in it so there was no composability between those games and and with blockchain that changes right like i think we're still far away at least a couple of years if not mm -hmm. like five from really seeing the potential of how blockchain can really show its power within the gaming sector but uh, it's going to happen right like i think a lot of big companies are getting into the gaming sector and and they're kind of bogged down with the current ideas like hey you should reward people and you know it's walk to one play to one game to one whatever it is but right. i think that's a much later advanced stage like core problems of gaming business get solved with blockchain and once companies realize it and start implementing that within their games and, and there is a lot more hope a lot more interest i think will come in definitely like think about you know just um spending hours and 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 money into a game buy skins and all that stuff and let's just say you know you're streaming online and for some reason you you utter a vulgarity that the community doesn't agree with that's it the ban hammer comes down you lose everything like everything is immediately gone and if one day you know you 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 want to stop playing the game you want to exit the game there's absolutely no way you can do it with traditional games so yeah, yeah I, I i think this is the tech that we need and that cross-chain applicability is also something that we want to we want to look into uh nft 11 is actually uh, has a partner called virtual uh they're based in thailand <coughs> excuse me they're based in thailand and it's really interesting uh what they're doing they're basically the 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 whole uh exercise and earn uh type of project and so you you can run and earn you know all those apps the the, the tracking apps where you run and they track your pace and stuff like that so now uh this company virtual is rewarding people for exercising so they've got a football and earn thing and we are looking at integrating our NFTs into their metaverse as well so that people can do football and earn. So, yeah, something as simple as that, you know, NFTs going across from one project to another. I think, I think that's the beauty of blockchain. And in, in due time, I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen for games as well. So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think this, this, is, this, is, this is like how I, I sort of envision marketplaces Mm -hmm. yeah as well right like let's assume 
NFT 11s, one particular set of NFT has like 5,000 holders in it. Now, how do you get 5,000 new users to it? So the marketplace would have a list of NFTs with the number of holders it has, and then you can go, you know, work with these companies and get 5,000, um, like try to get 5,000 people yeah. into your thing and, and kind of do activities for the current members. So your community gets, you know, more use case, the other person gets a potential uh, user as well. And I think, and I think these, these are the kind of things because what happens is in web three, the first thing that people do is to, to just put a web two idea, right? But then when we start really seeing what are, what is the existing technology with web three that actually is the revolutionary part of it at that point, you can then solve problems that you didn't even know really existed, right? Like you can make user experience so much better. And I think that's where the community part really comes in. Like if you sit down and think about things that can be enhanced for a community member who's either held a token or, you know, held an NFT or something, it, it just makes it very exciting and simple uh, to solve these problems. And, and, and I think that kind of thinking would go a long way as well. Yeah, definitely. And okay, since since we are on the topic and we're talking about, you know, how people come into Web3 and then they just want to throw in a Web2 idea, what's your definition of Web2, Web3 and, and, and this whole space? What's your, what's your idea behind it? Because, you know, many people have different ideas of what Web3 is. Some people are calling it Internet 3.0, you know, uh, what exactly does it mean to you? So Web2 is essentially the information side of things, right? So what Web2 developed on Web1 was the fact that now you can have interactive systems where people could communicate with each other. Web1 was just like, you know, Flash and all that jazz where you can put out information, but you weren't getting back anything. Like the only interactive part during the Web1 time was emails, right? Right. Uh, but but the web two side brought in the comments, the social, the mm -hmm. the the interactive part, and 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 what we're doing here with you know uh, communication, etc. So web two stays right. Like web three doesn't solve communication. Web three solves transfers. Like it solves ownership. It solves like everything to do with digital assets is where web three comes in. So. What, what Web3 does is add a layer of ownership, possession and transferability uh, of digital assets um, or maybe packets of information in a secure manner. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there is a lot that that happens, right? Like essentially Internet should have been born with that layer on it, but didn't, right? Like that brings massive opportunities for guys like us, because when the Internet came about, we, we weren't we were too young to really, you know, make the best out of it. And the fact that it wasn't gives opportunity to us to actually, you know, enjoy this time to understand this growing technology, because these things don't happen as often as we might think it does, because, you know, what's happening with the Web3 side, this journey that all of us are going through, this is extremely unique uh, and we could have missed it or it could have happened much later also. And and that's how I think the two differentiate itself, right? Like when you add that layer on top of it, now suddenly you can do a lot more things with it. Like you couldn't, you couldn't transfer any amount of assets digitally without 
somebody being able to copy them, right? Like like with NFTs, you bring sort of a certification of ownership yep. uh, onto it in a in an instant manner, right? Like there are a lot of issues that the Web three side solves that Web two just couldn't, right? Like what just what happens with just Bitcoin is that you know now you can own uh, a digital asset, like it's it's that itself is extremely powerful in my opinion and i think for sure yeah. just this using core principles of what web3 adds uh, there is a lot that can be done right like what happens is like web2 ideas implementing web3 messes things up i think web3 ideas implemented in web2 is going to be more interesting in my opinion mm. yeah yeah um yeah i think i think <clears throat> It's about how uh, how well you understand the whole Web three space, Web three culture. Uh, yeah, you're right. Some 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 ideas are still you know uh, Web two based, and then they are implementing Web three tech. I think it's it's uh it's not it's not the best way to come up with projects and ideas, but it's also a healthy way to adopt. And I kind of see Singapore doing this like. Um, you know, you you know, you know how our government's very business vibe, business friendly, very focused on uh, upgrading um, the, the the business side of stuff. And with tech like this, they're not going to ignore it. You know, Singapore's not one to not adapt, definitely. And uh, they started integrating this uh, the blockchain tech into certification. So they now have a website where you can upload all your you know you just input your ic number and then that's it all your records start popping out and then now all you need to do is just drag and drop or you can literally find uh certifications that you have under you that you no longer have physical copies of it's all there and it's all through blockchain so you know they're adapting um they, they didn't come up with the idea you know it's a it's a slow implementation of the tech it's a it, it's bridging slowly uh, but yeah, I think more and more projects need to need to come on board with this. It's it's basically you know how everyone was when the internet first came out. Uh, slow systems, dial-up systems. People still sticking to their old way of doing things. They didn't want to adapt to this this new thing. Uh, there's always some resistance to tech when it appears, and I think we're seeing that for Web three as well. But I think there are issues, right? So firstly, I think Singapore government using blockchain or ledger technologies has very little to do with crypto in general. Like it doesn't mm. mean anything at all. Like when you make a coin or an NFT, now you suddenly produce something that can be traded onto the market. Using ledger technologies for certification is essentially just allowing people to trust and, and not being able to change the, the source from it. So like them believing in the technology and and then going after cryptocurrencies is very much possible because mm. because that's where the problem comes in i think i think we have issues with the industry in general right like i think it take decades like i think the goal has to be to really look at it from a really long term perspective because we don't have many many of the standard practices that we have in the crypto side are not best practices they're pretty bad practices in general right like, and i think yeah. things will improve much much more over time because for now like it, it gets repeated so fast and 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 even things like fundraising right like one of the biggest challenges i feel is that 
any company which everyone should tokenize like see i am of the belief that there should be a million altcoins out there i just don't think everyone should be selling altcoins like essentially if if you are trying to build a community but you've kind of set a price for a token beforehand and gotten investors for the token beforehand then i think that's where sort of the problem usually lies right like why not build a community by giving them tokens and let them decide what the value or the bottom value should be and i think and i think ideas like that once they start experimenting once we all start experimenting with such ideas i think that's when we will be able to have genuine valuations that's when we'll be able to have genuine like user base or interest etc and valuations will be more linked with users than just speculators because right now i mean i can throw a random number around and i will and i think 99% of crypto is just speculation and 1% is use case um and and once that changes right like let's assume we have 60% use case and 40 was in speculation you will have less volatility because a person is not using a coin to just sell it they're using it because they want to get something out of the platform that one has created and i and i think the whole journey now like i think everyone's goal should be what you want to use probably buy that like don't don't buy a random coin because somebody said it's awesome right? like i think i think maturity will come when people really realize why they're buying something so that when bad things happen or some random news comes out you don't question life decisions like you know why and and it's kind of anticipated like if you've studied a project and that's what we do right like when we study a project we look at the good bad ugly we look at what potential downsides it could have as well and once something that like that happens we know if it will still survive or not and i think and i think investors and users really need to kind of start differentiating themselves because i've seen so many projects that get like 5000 wallets or 10000 wallets like we have 10000 users no you have 10000 speculators yeah, like you, speculators. you don't have a product out yet like your product's not there yet so i think that's like a lot of language based stuff needs to be fixed as well and i think the community needs to start understanding a little more and it will happen over time it'll take a while right like it it's complicated because without proper understanding we've now launched over like 30000 coins into the market mm-hmm. uh, and it and it will go like crazy it's like websites right like yep. when when the internet came out right like there were like 30000 websites right now i think there's 1.9 billion websites <laughs> yeah. in the world right now 1.9 billion is a crazy number right like and i don't and i wouldn't be surprised if we have similar or such numbers Mm-hmm. with number of old coins out there but then not every facebook page is google yeah right that's that's where sort of the value sorting comes in right now because of the amount of noise because even if you look at something like a coin market cap or coin gecko right like they list everything like here here is the thing this is the price right yeah and it's like saying like hey google and my facebook page is listed and and my facebook page is cheaper than google uh, so might as well buy some shit on my facebook okay. right like <laughs> and and i think uh, and i think this this will become more intelligent as we go over time because right now full chaos in terms of information out there as well and and lastly i think all of us always talk about long term right like this is something that everyone does but then in terms of infrastructure and knowledge base and information base everything that we guess get is asking us to take action short term yeah right like it's like hey why don't you buy some btc right now hey why don't you 
you know, do this right now. Hey, this point, this partnership is coming. Why don't you do something about it? Oh, the price has fallen. Oh, the price is up. Yeah. And, and while we all want to be long-term holders, it, it's subconsciously or consciously given to us on a regular basis that, hey, hey, if you're not doing this, then you're losing out an opportunity. And I think, and I think that information base itself needs to be fixed to make it uh, more reasonable and less volatile, right? Like, I think that's, I don't think volatile or liquidity is, is a problem. It's just a feature. It just needs to be managed once, you know, the, the right kind of information is there in the minds of people. For sure. Because, um, like, you know, if, if you look at this whole space, so it did start off with crypto. And, and, and the basis of why it got popular is because of the 1000x stories or the 100x stories. And a lot of people came into this this space with that kind of mentality. And if you go and look at how we were in traditional markets, you know, Forex trading, uh, the old school stuff, right? There's, there's even market psychology for that. So uh, market psychology is a huge aspect of that. And then when you come to crypto, Web3 and the, the amount of uh, altcoins and stuff out there, uh, it's really easy to build that hype especially when you see those 100,000 Xs and people go insane and you get a lot of people, you know, just overdosing on this hopium. They come in and now there's this new level of market psychology, almost insane sometimes, I would I would say, you know, based on, on how people short the market, cascading effects, crashing coins, you know, it's, 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 it's a bit of the Wild West right now. You know, because it's new, uh, I think. I think, like you said, there's there's that bub- bubble that needs to to pop essentially, just like the internet. Not 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 sure about that. Like, I still think the hundred X's, the thousand X's will happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, I'm not but it won't. it's the sustainability of it that matters, right? Like, it's not like it'll do a hundred X and then everybody exists and then we're back to the bottom. Like, that's where the problem comes in. The problem with is not so much speculation it's the selling which is the problem and the selling happens with the lack of information right like i think i think when things aren't built on user bases and use cases and actual like proper fundamental use cases, like those things will happen but this 100x shouldn't be happening in a week right because you can't get a 100x number of users in a week like most systems cannot take that kind of growth in terms of users you can do 100x in price because it's just valuation based on speculation but once actual users start coming in whether it's you know and 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 i think dividing a organization into various stakeholders right within my within your game right like there is a group of nft collectors Mm, and then there is a smaller group hopefully of nft speculators then there are token users then there are token speculators and then there is your organization and then your partner organizations now what is the utility and use case of the tokens nfts for each of these stakeholders and divide it separately and market separately is when you will get true value of it at some point of time right the, the problem comes when you treat everybody as a speculator like hey my nft guy is a speculator my user is a speculator my team is a speculator and everybody is like just sitting around and speculating and i think hype created around that becomes the issue when when everybody's treated separately at the end of the day i'm not invested in google but i use it every day right like i am a user right yeah. that's 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 how user google should treat me it shouldn't incentivize me to buy its stock 
Like, like yeah. it makes no sense. Um, and I think this is the disconnect, which which is a problem in crypto because retail buying is so simple. Mm. It doesn't take much on for us to swap on pancake swap or union swap. Yeah. It's like you can get money from retail so fast, but but because even though it's a blessing, it's sort of like the problem as well, and that's why the volatility becomes crazy. So. What I'm trying to say is like the 100x, 1000x should happen, but it's the sustainability of it which matters. It's not doing the 100x. Like rather do a 5x and sustain, right? Like at least your initial investors will not lose the money. And that's that's those are the key factors that one should keep in mind with these things in general. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, long-term sustainability is the key. And uh, without that, yeah, you... you you know you're you're screwing over your ex invest uh, your your first investors and um yeah you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be treating everybody uh the same way you have to cater for for different aspects to it and you have to and you have to market that as well uh i i kind of realized that with the the nft assets nft 11 has you know um for example collectible cards and um, actual in-game assets, so we have you know things like that catering to different uh, different audiences in our project as well. Uh, yeah, speaking of projects, I actually want to know more about Fungible. It sounds uh, really interesting. Um, I, I got a brief introduction of it, and I remember speaking to you about uh, the idea. Also, but maybe you want to tell the audience listening in a bit more about Fungible. Yeah, sure. So everything that we build, right, is essentially to make it easier for people to get into crypto. And and ideally, what we want to focus on, and and with Altcoin Buzz, we already focus on the speculation side, the fundamental right. side, the trading side. We do interviews on Altcoin Buzz. We do like deep dives into it. We put out research papers on everything from individual products to staking to you know, potential things. So we, we kind of cover the whole gambit of altcoins and staking within altcoin buzz. But the brand altcoin buzz is is in its name itself quite limited to what we can do. And I think we've started doing that fairly well now after five years. Um, so I wanted to build something which had like a more, you know, open name, which could be used for more things, which sounded cool. And at the same time, I could build every other thing that is necessary outside of speculation right so right with fungible the first product that we're launching is fungible games right so that's think about it as a rotten tomatoes for blockchain gaming mm. right essentially uh what i want to do with that is make it easy for people to find out what kind of a game that they want to play like the first question shouldn't be okay which one gives me the most amount of money because mm -hmm. that again is not sustainable but if you yeah. want to play action games or, or role-playing games or puzzle games or whatever and there are so many games coming out right uh, or sports game for that matter so you can easily sort it then you can have user rating as well so and user rating and, and editorial rating is based on gameplay story controllers right. uh, you know uh, graphics and then economics within the game itself like does it work like are you happy with it etc so and then we will do entire walkthroughs on how people can play the game as well. Because building a community of gamers for the blockchain and gaming side is is very important, right? Again, that's what we're attempting to do. Most 
we've seen other discovery platforms as well but they they try they try to stay away from speculation mm, okay. actually they don't right like most of them are dealing with like hey like you can earn this much and 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 here's another nft you can buy but we don't want to sell anything like gamers should be coming and playing the games and i think building that community is like a goal that i have um uh, over time and this will be like a very interesting product i've been working Definitely. on it for like one and a half years uh we'll be launching it i think end of august hopefully if not early september right. um and yeah it's i've been extremely excited about uh getting this out there and sort of working with the community to see what what else they want to know in terms of information and stuff awesome uh, or gaming side of things so yeah that's that's maybe like the first phase of fungible and then we want to do something similar with the nft art side of things as well like nft collections and mm-hmm. kind of divide them into art nfts one is to one sort of like pfp side and rendered collections uh, okay. then gaming nfts as well but also kind of get people's utility and use case like what they think about it what they've been doing with it how they feel about a particular art piece uh, you know like maybe try and get some connoisseurs or like sort of like critics to kind of judge a piece of art because right now in the art nft space things are a little crazy because anyone anyone who spends a bit of money can become like pretty uh pretty people will think he knows about art and stuff but but they don't right like it's yeah. it's still such a niche space and i think um uh, tools are very important to get people to convert themselves into collectors because flipping is not going to be good for the yeah, long not healthy yeah and collectors will only come when they see true value in it and i think art industry is like hundreds of years old right like if you think about it so like for nft art it's a new canvas pretty much what nfts do in the art space is like give you another canvas for you or it sometimes act as a certificate of ownership for physical art as well mm-hmm. i think the legal side of it is a little um different from various jurisdictions right now but there will be some clarity in it over time we just follow what's happening but but it's going to be super interesting on that end as well and then uh yeah this is like going to be the next leg of fungible and then we're also redoing your coin buzz website which is going to be like one major project like the first thing we wanted to build because if you look at it we haven't really built anything like we use youtube and and like right. wordpress for our website and stuff and it's just been using other platforms to kind of do stuff and after 5 years i think it's high time we kind of start building things hmm. uh with the problems that we see in the existing social tools that we use and enhance experiences for community to just you know give them better information like i think uh, we've kind of shortlisted a bunch of problems that we have with the current tools we have whether it's telegram or twitter or websites or medium etc for you know from a user in crypto getting the complete information perspective and i think uh, i i can't be more excited awesome yeah i mean it's brilliant yeah enter the space you know understand it adapt to it and yeah build what you what you foresee people need and what you know people need because after being in a space for so long you finally understand it and you have your community speaking to you telling you about what it is that they want to see what it is that you should be doing 
and yeah, I, I respect that. I, I completely get where you're coming from for for fungible as well, you know. Whenever I speak about game fi to people, I always stress it's game that comes first. The fi is later. Right. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, in the hypes of bull markets and stuff like that, the fi tends to be the focus because money, money, money. So it's never for gamers, right? See again, right, like yeah. if you if you're gonna have stakeholders uh, that are gamers, right? Like the FI will come later. And if you get gamers, the FI will be much more better, right? Like exactly. we, we can't, we can't have the whole financial dealing without people actually playing the game. And yeah. I think, and I think things will, I'm, I'm excited. I think things will get much better over time. Same here, same here. I'm looking forward to, to being in this space and, and continue growing in this space. Uh, making partners, having conversations like this, you know, with people in the space. I think I think that's the that's the beauty of it. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming, Shash. I think it's been like almost an hour already of us uh, speaking. Uh, yeah, any additional stuff you want to say? Please go ahead. Any shout outs you want to give to your community? Allcoin Buzz, Fungible. Please go ahead. Yeah, I think the last thing I'd like to say is that buying is super easy in crypto, right? Like buying is the last thing one should be doing, right? Like I think one of the biggest problems is that people buy first and then start doing research. Like, hey man, what did I buy? And I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel that a lot of pain for everybody would be fixed if people would actually figure out what potential downsides they could have, problems they could have. How centralized is the thinking of the project itself? Uh, how interesting and distributed is the token within its utility or community as well? And I think, and I think the, the the easier people take it, the more relaxed they are within the space. The less pain they would feel once uh, issues come right. And I think. I was saying the same thing during the top of the bull market where things were going completely awry, right? Like it was just crazy. And yeah. I kind of putting that into perspective, the second thing is like leverage trading has always been painful. Like for the last five years in our organization, we've taken a very strong stance to not promote leverage trading. Like it, I mean, there are a lot of leverage platforms that, you know, we, we can work with, but, but we took a really strong stance and it's, worked really well for us for our own portfolios because so many people we know who've gotten wrecked and, and, and now from a big perspective, like if you look at what's happening with 3AC or Celsius, like it's it's that crazy leverage positions, no matter how, even if they were protected from their loan till a certain level, right? Like Bitcoin can flash crash uh, because there are multiple factors that lead to a lot of uh like price volatility in the space right so like be very careful like you'll make a lot of money just by doing smart investments why gamble your bitcoin or other assets by taking leverage on it so like that's my two cents to end the conversation jeremy so <laughs> so thank you so much for having me and it was really nice talking to you yeah yeah thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast uh and yeah educating our audiences both our audiences uh we'll definitely share this podcast uh once it's out and uh yeah uh stay safe in the crypto space uh heed the advice of 
the CEO of All Coin Buzz, please. Yeah, less speculation, less leveraging. Go and do your own research. Get into projects with a good idea and a, a level head. Save yourself the the trauma and the psychological distress. And yeah, I think I think navigating this space carefully is is the way to go. Uh, thank you again, Shash, for for coming down. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think you can enjoy the rest of your Friday. <laughs> thank you, Jeremy. All right, I'll see you soon. Bye. All right, bye bye.